Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I travel around the United States in my RV, meeting real people who share the same love for racing. If you are into RV life or a fan of racing cars, follow along. I'm here with Zach and Mike, and we are in you know the mobile command center here, and we're at VIR yep. for a WRL race weekend. Absolutely. And um, both you guys are on, it's your team, is it not? Yep, it is, yep. Open Throttle Open Racing. Open Throttle Racing, okay. So, and I would say you were driving a car, but you were driving both cars, both cars <laughs> today. So, um, so tell me first of all, your full name? Uh, I'm Mike Gorman. All right. I'm Zach Barfield. Awesome. And uh, so tell me just a little bit about the team the cars you've got yeah, and, absolutely. and then, you know we'll talk a little bit about how the day went yeah for sure so we're open throttle racing we're a jacksonville florida based endurance race team uh we do multi-class endurance racing like wrl champ car uh, as well as hsr and pboc so we tend to focus on uh you know long format endurance races and we're what's called an arrive and drive team so in an arrive and drive scenario, we basically prep the cars, bring the spares, bring the crew, bring absolutely everything you need to enjoy a race weekend. Uh, so you just show up and effectively enjoy your racecation. You know, your job is to be in the car for your allotted time, three to four hours. Um, and we want you to only have to worry about that. We kind of take care of all the not fun stuff of racing. Um, you know, the transportation of the cars, storage of cars, and all those things that, uh, that kind of take the fun out of it. Uh, we try to you know, uh, bear that burden and uh, make sure the drivers can enjoy what we like to call a racecation. Yeah. Uh, so we run mostly Mazda Miatas in Champ Car and then BMWs in WRL. So we run an E46 non-M and a couple of E92 M3s uh, in WRL. And then uh, in Champ Car we run uh, one of our same uh, E46s, the, the one that uh, podiumed here today. Uh, as well as a bunch of NA Mazda Miatas. Cool. So, so tell me about the cars you have today, and then I'll ask you how it was driving each one of those. <laughs> uh, so our first car, all of our cars have names and personalities and, and kind of cool followings. Everybody has a tendency to have a favorite. So the cars that we brought this weekend were Zippy. Zippy is a uh, 2004 uh, 330 ZHP, a Mola Red slick top, a very rare car <laughs> to cut up and turn into a race car. Um, and then a Melbourne Red E92 M3 uh, that we call Cherry, and that's our GP1 entry. Okay, cool. And then you got to drive both today, huh? I did. So, I've um, been driving the whole season of WRL with Mike, and uh, recently picked up driving the GP1 car. I've ten tended to focus on the GP3 car. Uh, they're phenomenal cars. Uh, as like BMW's slogan, the ultimate driving machine. Yeah. Uh, what better car to turn into a race car than a BMW? Um, they're they're awesome. I love them. Uh, Mike loves them. So how did how did how did it go today? So of so, the two cars, uh, we uh, qualified on pole in the GP3 car in Zippy. Uh, had a a pretty pretty solid day. Uh, there's a couple things we could have probably done better, uh, but overall execution was great and. Uh, I think third place, given our circumstances, was uh, 
pretty uh, pretty solid. Yeah. yeah, we were we were rocking and rolling for about the first ten laps, and then uh, we had a uh, sway bar mount uh, brake, yep, uh, <clears throat> which dramatically changed the handling of the car. Obviously, so it made it made it very difficult uh, car to drive, and that's something that happened you know ten minutes into or I'm sorry ten laps into a race. So yeah. we, were, we were running strong, uh, leading the race, and then that of course affected our pace a little bit. So at that point, it's secure the most points that we can, finish as far front in the field that we can, and uh, you know, we'll get it fixed and we'll be back where we should be tomorrow. There was a lot of cars that just, they didn't make it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of cars. The, the rate of attrition, especially in summertime events, is, yeah. uh, is always Very higher. High. Yeah, we do, this is what we do full time. When we, we live in Florida, we race in the south a lot, so we know how to build a car to, to withstand the temperatures. And, you know, we tend to have pretty solid cars. Uh, you know, as far as we've got a 100% finish rate, we don't really miss stints at all this year. We, uh, you know, first and third yep. currently in the championship and we do that by finishing consistently but uh you know it, it happened to us today you know we had a had a component failure but luckily it was one that still allowed us to run the car yeah. and you know still honestly you know third place is a phenomenal finish yeah, so it we'll, is. we'll take it you know we're still celebrating tonight so how many um races are there in a wrl season i think we're running 12 races this year in wrl okay uh i, I think actually i'm sorry uh, we missed one this year so we're running 11 races in wrl uh, we actually run a GTO car uh, as well, another E92 M3, shocking, another blind green BMW. <laughs> uh, but we ran that at the Road Atlanta race uh, this year. So, yeah, running the full calendar with WRL, pursuing a championship. Yep. And then, uh, as I mentioned, we also do Champ Car, and uh, we've got 16 races on our Champ Car calendar this year. For I mean, I've never been to a Champ Car race. Ton of fun. I'm, I want to oh, yeah. kind of go and check it out. Yeah, so. we, we joke that we race WRL to fund our Champ Car effort. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, no, we, we, we love both series. They're, they're both offer something. Uh, completely different. Um, we tend to be more of an entry-level team yeah. uh, as far as if you look at the Toter homes and things like yeah, that that are yeah. here in Infield. It's, it's, it's IMSA light in WRL and we're, we're, we pride ourselves on being much more of a grassroots team so Champ Card does tend to align with, with that for us and we're all about getting people into a wheel-to-wheel -wheel experience for the first time with, uh, you know, just good solid DE experience. Yeah. We know that that barrier of entry can be difficult finding a team that will allow you to show up and run their car when you don't have any, you know, wheel-to-wheel -wheel experience. Yeah. So we like to focus on that. We were actually just at Sebring last weekend. Uh, we had 19 drivers there running four wow. cars, and 11 of them were doing their first ever wheel-to-wheel -wheel experience. Wow. And we finished second, Holy third, God. and fourth uh, in A class, um, only behind the overall winner. Uh, and then we finished in third class after blowing a motor, swapping the motor, and getting back out to finish the race last. And that was last week at Sebring. Holy yeah, cow! Busy five, weekend. Five days ago. So. Holy uh, cow! Yeah, we're we're uh, we're rocking and rolling, but uh, cool. we we want to see checkers. Now, I know you do more racing other than um, on Mike's team. Mm -hmm. So yes, tell me a little bit about what you what you've got going on. So I am what Mike refers to as one of them Spec Miata kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've uh, been racing Spec Miata for the past two years. Uh, it was sort of my intro into racing as opposed to like karting as a, yeah. as a young kid. Yep. Uh, so I run anywhere from 10 to 15 Spec Miata races or Spec Miata events a year when I do it uh, heavily. Uh, the uh, I'll do all the super tours, the Hoosier super tours that SCCA does. Uh, I guess I should I should say that I run with the SCCA. Uh, the Hoosier super tours, all the major races in the southeast, and uh, several of the, the more regional stuff with uh, smaller fields and um, just a lot less hectic uh, spec Miata racing. And uh, I've been fairly successful at it. Um, 
You're, tell me, you were the 2021 oh. SAARC National Championship, is that correct? No, it's not a national championship, it's Mike. It's intergalactic it's... champion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, spec me on a champion of the universe. No. Um, SARC is the South Atlantic Road Racing Championship. It's run by the SCCA, and um, I won the uh, Spec Miata Southeast Championship. It's not a huge field. Uh, it's just for the 1.6 cars, the early NAs. And uh, I had five or six guys that I was regularly competing with, um, but I beat them handily <laughs> in every single race. Uh, but I have immense respect for them. They're great guys. And uh, I still talk to them, even when I don't race with them. Uh, but I, uh, I really enjoy Spec Miata. It's been a great series for me. And uh, I highly encourage people who are interested in racing to check out Spec Miata. Yeah, and then do, do you ever get in the cars? I do, yeah. Uh, not that often. Uh, you know, we joke that we started this so I could be in a race car <laughs> as often as possible, but it's actually been the exact opposite. My racing's gone down about 80% from where I was before we started doing this full time. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so every once in a while, it's, it's, we want to focus on the, the driver's uh, experience throughout a weekend. And, I always feel like when I'm in the car, I'm just constantly thinking about what else is going on, you know, especially with the other cars, yeah, and yeah. you know, and I being in this car right now impacting my ability to provide an experience. Yeah. Yes. So that always kind of robs that experience, and then you don't want to screw up the car as the car owner for the yeah, rest of the oh, team. Yeah. Um, so I, I tend. We've got another driver that runs with us regular, Gino Manley, and uh, we tend to do what we call extracurricular races. So Gino and I will go do like a six-hour at Sebring, something like that, uh, just so we we can focus on yeah. us having fun in the car and, and not have to worry about that experience taken away from our guests. So yes, I got into this with all the intentions of being in the car every single race weekend, but I quickly found that, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of other things that go on, uh, to pull a weekend like this off with, you know, we typically run three to four cars. Yeah. Uh, so there's just a lot of pieces to kind of choreograph with that. And I, 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 I don't drive as much as a result of doing that, but, uh, yeah, I, I raced at Watkins Glen back in May. Um, Sebring uh, earlier in the year, and uh, we did HSR Daytona. I had an absolute blast with that. Uh, so I do still find my way into the car, uh, just not as much as I initially anticipated. I yeah, think. I understand. So if you guys were on the track together, who would win? Oh, Zach, for sure, yeah. <laughs> so something happened when I started having to pay my mortgage with these cars. It affected my lap time. Six to eight seconds a lap, easily. I just don't have that same send-it attitude I used to have when uh, I was running the car in time trial. Yeah. Uh, so it's for sure affected my pace. And then Zach is also just a, a shoe in our cars. Yeah. So, I, I find um, it really easy to send his cars. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. And that's, that's the experience that you pay for. I just... You know, I, I joke that I can't afford to <laughs> to pay one of my cars, so I try to try to make sure that I drive nice and conservative. Yep. And as a result, that has really impacted my lap times from, <laughs> from back in my time trial days. So, with all the tracks you guys go to, mm -hmm. we talked about this earlier. Yes, you what's your, what's your favorite track? Uh, that's uh, that's tough. Um, God, I like several for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. I know that's a generic and, and boring answer. If I had to pick one, you know, one race that I would do next year, and I could only pick one, it would probably be Watkins Glen. Okay. Uh, I did Watkins Glen for the first time in May, which feels like forever ago because it was probably ten races ago. Yep. Uh, but I got out and I was in Zippy. That's the, actually the first time I've ever driven that car uh, at any kind of tilt. Was running around at Watkins Glen and. It kind of gave me that opportunity. I, I didn't have my earbuds 
which is terrible. <laughs> I didn't have comms for my own car. Um, you know, that's how infrequently I'm driving. Uh, so I had nobody to talk to. And I'm just driving around in the car for 90 or so minutes of Watkins Glen, just kind of taking it all in. And that, that was kind of a special moment. Yeah. It was tracks that you watch growing up and then uh, get an opportunity to see it from the, the on-track perspective is, is very special. And same point with that, I've, I've watched more hours of racing at Daytona than I've done. So every time I get out there and in a car, it's a very special moment. So, cool. Yeah, I've yeah. heard really good things about Watkins Glen. Yeah, so I'm going to get there later in the year. I strongly recommend it. There's nothing like, you know, the uphill S's. I mean, it's just a, it's a, a one of those iconic places that, you know, you just think about every single time you're on it. So, awesome. Yeah, Watkins Glen's probably my current favorite right cool. now. So like we uh, talked about earlier, my favorite is easily Sebring. I love that track. Yeah, it's so, track, such yeah. a unique track. I, what Name another concrete track. 80-year-old <laughs> yeah. concrete. Well, what's, what's funny, too, is, um, you know, the one thing it doesn't have is it doesn't have a whole lot of elevation change. <clears throat> no, it doesn't. And uh, it's interesting. It's always been interesting to me seeing how, you know, people tend to value elevation change in racetracks. Like, look at VIR, for example. Yeah. yeah. Tons of elevation change. The um, upper S's. Great, great uh, example. Sebring just has something different about it that it produces great racing, a lot of fun, yeah. out of zero elevation change. Yeah. And the the surface provides a unique scenario, also the environment. Like if you're racing in December, it's still 80 degrees, and oh, it was yeah. 116 <laughs> degrees last week at Sebring. Um, so yeah, you kind of have to have a car that can withstand not only driving down a dirt road for the equivalent <laughs> of 14 hours at, at race pace, but also just the insane temperature. So Sebring. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great track as well. Cool. Track, like he said about Daytona, I've watched more hours of, of racing than I've actually done on Sebring. And I, I, Sebring, the 12 hours of Sebring was one of the first races that like got me into racing yeah. and as an interest as opposed to something I just watched like a sport. Right. Uh, I just loved the, seeing the cars bump around. <laughs> I've not been to uh, like a 24-hour or 12-hour race yet, so oh, I'll have to check you should out. go. Yeah, there's a particular event called the HSR 24. Rolex 24 has grown into this just unbelievable spectator event. And there's uh, a, another race that happens in the year uh, that a lot of people don't know about, a 24-hour race called the HSR Classic 24. Okay. Uh, so they run, uh, basically, there's 24 hours straight of racing. Historic? Uh, yep, historic sports car uh, racing. I think it's what it stands for. I don't really know. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> That's on the of my car, but I, I think it's historic sports car racing. Uh, but they host a 24-hour uh, a race, and basically what they do is there's six or seven different run groups, and they, every hour they cycle out a different run group. Uh, so you have everything covered from 1950s cars up to uh, you know, DPI cars from four years ago and, and kind of everything in between. Uh, so from a spectator standpoint, I almost enjoy that more than the Rolex 24 now, and it's uh, a little more low-key event. There, you can still pull in with your vehicle, camp out of it without yeah. having to buy a ticket a year and a half in advance, and yeah. you know, donate your firstborn and all of that. Uh, so it's a much more accessible, and you get to see a really wide range of cars. So that's uh, if you're going to check out a 24, I strongly recommend HS. Actually, somebody in November too. Somebody sent me an email. They said you need to check it out, but yeah. but I think it's during your championship and i was planning to be at Is coda it? god I have to do, no i don't think so no uh, I, I, hope not. Was... I hope not because we have plans to be right <laughs> well there's there is a conflict and I, I don't know which of the things i had on my calendar was i think a conflict. Uh, i think there's 25 hours of thunderhill that same weekend as well or maybe that was Seabury. i don't know that's that's what we call a five months from now probably yeah we, yeah we, we still gotta get there yeah first. that's a ways away yeah it's a ways away we got probably a dozen and a half so um 
any uh, you you were describing something to me earlier, but either driving or as an owner, just any crazy story with uh, you know the car, just something going on with the cars or something like that. Or I mean, we've done we've done two engine swaps during fourteen hour races and still managed to get back out there with a couple hours of racing left. I mean, that's always. It's not something you typically see. No. You'll see that in a two-day event. You'll see people that swap motors overnight and all that. But uh, we've done two now where it's uh, it's it's been you know right in the, the heat of battle while other cars are going out on track and uh, wow. you know the goal is just to get the car back going as quick yeah. as possible. You know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean those are probably the the craziest from that standpoint. And then um, at Daytona last month we got our first WRL win at our home track. And uh, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of time and a lot of money chasing a win at Daytona, and we were fortunate enough to, to do that last month. And young Zachary was a, a huge part of that as well. Uh, also, double duty in that, yep. that weekend, that was nine out of fourteen hours of racing or something wow, like that. Wow, man! It was just absolute machine. But yeah, I mean, those they're racing is peaks and valleys, as you've experienced yeah. being a racer yourself. Oh, yeah. And yeah. The highs are high and the lows are lows. So yep. you just got to remember to cherish those high moments and laugh about the low ones. Yeah. So. What about you? You've probably had some some low moments as well. I have had my fair share and maybe a couple more. Uh, like I was telling you, uh, la last uh, last year at the Hoosier Super Tour here at VIR, I was in my brand new spec Miata. So, well, brand new to me. Um, spec Miata, and it looked, it looked so good. We had just gotten it wrapped, and uh, we uh, took it out for qualifying. Qualified not very great. I was new to the track and new to the car and um, it, I, I qualified probably 30th out of a 70 car field. Nothing, yeah. to, nothing to write hold home about uh, but just being in the middle of a spec Miata pack like the front you got people behind you two inches off your bumper. At the back you got people in front of you two inches off your bumper but in the middle you're just packed in like sardines going 60-70 miles an hour around some of these corners and even faster in the straights. And um, on the on the first uh, race start, uh, we pile into turn one, and uh, I'm four wide going through turn one. Uh, the outside car either goes off track by himself, gets shoved off, whatever. Either I would believe either. He uh, comes back on track quite aggressively, and shows the uh, guy in the left middle into me in the right middle. And at the same time, the guy on the uh, very right, the inside of the track, tracks out and just smushes me together like a sandwich. And I, I jumped up on his car, went all the way back, back uh, down his uh, fenders and tore it all up, tore up my car, and uh, then had the weirdest sort of like pop spin. It's like I hit somebody square in the side and we both kind of spun around and uh, there were still 40 cars coming through. <laughs> so I, I just... I, it's on my my video is on uh, my uh, yeah exactly my video is on my Instagram page, and uh, you'll see I just cover my eyes. I don't want to see what's coming, and uh, I got tagged pretty good, and, uh, but no nobody got hurt, that's, and uh, we got the car fixed for the next day. That's good. Yep. Are you doing um, SCCA runoffs this year or not? Unfortunately, I don't think we'll be uh, doing the runoffs uh, since. Zippy is doing so well in the mm. WRL Championship. I sort of moved away from Spec Miata, not permanently, but definitely for the foreseeable future. Um, I'm running Zippy in New Jersey at Thunderbolt, and uh, looking forward to bringing home a win or yeah. two. Yeah. 
Yeah, the draw from Zippy is strong. It is. Yeah, it's a great car. Very, very alluring car. Yeah. <laughs> Simple car too. <laughs> cool. Um, well, uh, I guess I'll finish with just asking you guys. I know what your answer is going to be, but I want to ask it anyway. So, and and you didn't necessarily start like like some kids are starting karting like five years old or something like that. So um, each of you separately, if somebody wanted to try racing, they've never done it and they, they don't even know if they're going to like it yeah what should they do so the the main thing obviously if you've got track experience uh you know we're we're typically looking for somebody that's an intermediate or advanced uh hp driver somebody that's shown that they're comfortable in the car at pace on track and be safe um but obviously again we're totally open to people that are that hp driver coming in and running with us so we do test days at tracks you know all throughout the country all throughout the year uh, you know, reach out to us, Open Throttle Racing. Again, my name's Mike Gorman. I'm more than happy to guide you into, you know, what would be the most convenient event for you and us. Um, and then if you're ready to rock and roll, we've got VIR 24 coming up. And we had seven <laughs> drivers last year do a 24-hour race wow. for their first ever wheel-to-wheel -wheel experience. Man. So, um, I stand back for a long time. I did time trial, a lot of HPDE, and I always wanted to do wheel-to-wheel, -wheel, but I never thought I was ready until I had a buddy that, you know, I went down to get an alignment done. He's like, we had a driver back out. He's like, I've got one stint for you at Sebring uh, in a 944. Uh, are you available? And sure, absolutely. So I jumped into it. And then at that point, I never went back to time trial. My, my track days went down probably about 70 or 80%. Uh, and I really just focused on wheel to wheel. So yeah. I would just say rip the Band-Aid off. You know, yeah. find a, if it's you know, not us, find a, a, a team to run with and just give it a shot, see what you think. And uh, you'll know probably within the first 30 minutes or so whether or not yep. it's for you. Yep. Uh, so yeah, just rip the Band-Aid yeah, off Yeah, and that's better it. than buying a car and realizing, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a cheap entry point. I mean, we have Spec Miata seats that range from the you know $1,800 uh, price point. And, uh, if you've ever built a, a race car, 1800 bucks doesn't get you very far. And that comes with crew, food for the weekend, the whole nine. Yeah. Uh, see if it's for you. And if it is, build your own car, assemble your own crew, and we'll see you out there. Yeah. And how about you? What would, what would you say for, let's just say somebody your age, right? College so, age. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so somebody my age, never done anything remotely close to driving on track in a very aggressive manner. Uh, I'd have to start by... Uh, telling them how I got into racing. Uh, my a buddy of mine in college uh, bought this Lincoln Town car and said, we're going to turn this into a race car. I laughed at him and then I said, okay, how are we going to do that? And where are we going to run it? It's a Lincoln Town car. It weighs 3,000 pounds. No, 4,000 pounds. And uh, he said, we're going to run it at Road Atlanta in Lemons, the 24 Hours of Lemons. And uh, I was like, Okay, I'll help you build it. So we uh, we worked on that for a while, and then COVID sort of kicked us out, and uh, we haven't gotten to finish our car. But like I was telling you a bit earlier, my parents noticed how much effort and how much love I put into this Lincoln Town car. Which <laughs> sounds so funny to say. <laughs> um, and offered to help me get into racing uh, through Spec Miata. Yeah. I did two track days in my spec Miata before I went to racing school and got my SCCA novice yeah. permit and uh, went wheel to wheel racing on the, in the first week of June at Sebring. Nice. So my advice to someone my age, find someone like Mike or find a buddy with a Lincoln Town car. <laughs> and, Those are your choices. And just jump. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like you just got to do it. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely. like Mike said, if you if it's not for you, you'll find out immediately. <laughs> yeah. For my um, so I'm I'm 51. I didn't start until two years ago. So I was like 49 or something like that when I started. And I I always wanted to, but I was always there was always some excuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and 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 I never really put a lot of effort into truly understanding what it would take. Yeah. You know? And um, went out and watched a friend who races a BMW CCA. And I was like, oh, I, I really do need to do this. So I I just went, I was a very similar kind of story there. N no Lincoln Town Car. But, <laughs> um, but um, I just went to one driver's education, went straight to competition school, then to a race. See, I feel silly now. I did five years or so. <laughs> you <laughs> wasted your life. And right. I got into time trial, took my wife's daily, butchered that thing up, and now Hulk, our 63 GTO car. Uh, and yeah, I took I took a long time to jump into wheel to wheel, and it was just again some random uh, a random buddy of mine said, "Hey, we've got this seat in this 944. Let's do it." And that's that's, that's where I ripped the band that's, off. That's pretty cool, though. I like that. It worked uh, out well. Um, so yeah, it's it, everyone's got their starting point, but you just gotta you just gotta do it. When I when I decided to do that. At that time, I was unemployed. I was like, I'm going to do this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of us are sane, really. We, we all make questionable decisions financially. We always say that racing will take 110% of the money you're uh, willing to put towards <laughs> That's it. That's right. There, there, I don't know how many different sayings I've heard about racing. You yeah. know? But, uh, guys, it's been a pleasure. Oh, absolute pleasure. Pleasure Thank meeting you. Us. Pleasure nice talking to you. To you. So, um, hopefully, you, good luck tomorrow and yeah, bring both cars it. back and maybe... A, at least a couple podiums. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the goal, absolutely. Awesome, thank All you. Right. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like, but I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com. And you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag.